0: is the and one more thing podcast it is my monday afternoon drive home i don't know where it is where you're at when you're listening to this what day it is what time of day it is but for me we're looking at a little after three monday afternoon and it was a pretty good monday started off uh, pretty doggone tired this morning don't know why i got pretty good sleep but i just didn't want to didn't want to be awake this morning, so I had three cups of coffee, and uh, that helped me get through the day. Yeah, so we'll just go ahead and uh, let's take care of a few uh, housekeeping things first here, folks. Uh, I named this the And One More Thing Podcast because I thought that was clever because my last name was Moore. Uh, then I went, did a, a Google search on Google Podcast to, to find this podcast. instead it of had been uploaded there. And there's like three or four or five other One More Thing podcasts with M-O-O-R-E spelled out. So, in the future, there may be a name change. Uh, and, and you'll probably notice it right at the beginning of an episode. When the right will go, and the One More Thing podcast. So, uh, well, I haven't, I haven't decided, decided yet. Uh, feel free to throw out some suggestions out there. And... Uh, we'll just go from there. I know Thought I was original. I wasn't. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Moore's a pretty common last name. All right. Now that I got that out of the way, wasn't a couple of housekeeping items. There was just the one football, right? So we've had a week of preseason football. We've had a million and a half penalties called people lower in their head on tackles. Um, because in the language of the rule, it does not say, uh, you know, forcible hit. Just as if you make contact, if you lower your head to make contact and make contact with a ball carrier, uh, that's that's a penalty in there. They've been calling it like crazy here in the preseason. You know, and there's a there's a clip going around. I think it's the Raiders-Lions game, I believe they played. Um, that seems to be right I remember. And there's a clip of a... A linebacker or a safety it's number 42 i believe coming in to make a tackle on the running back and and you know it's kind of split 50 50 right down the middle between people saying like oh that's a textbook tackle what how are they supposed to change whenever that's the way they've been taught their whole lives to make a tackle yada 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 you know that's that's exactly how i was taught whenever i was in junior high and high school and there's other people who are saying. And I'm one of these people, like, if you were taught to tackle like that, you had a bad coach. And at the very least, a coach who was completely unconcerned for your safety. Uh, Because what I saw in that clip was uh, a guy who thought he had the ball carrier dead to rights. In this case, he did. So he dropped his head. And by drop his head, I mean, he just put his eyes so he could see the ground. Right? He no longer was looking at the ball carrier. He was looking at the ground and then drove into the guy right there with his arms. But, um, you know, he led with his head and probably would have hit the, the running back in the mid-chest with his helmet. Um, but the, the running back also lowered his head to brace for contact. And uh, so it ended up being helmet-to-helmet contact and a penalty. You know? And people are like, well, what's a what's a defensive defensive person supposed to do? Just clothesline people? No. the The simple answer uh, is is look at what you hit. That's what the majority of people were taught growing up. I don't know who teaches people to drop their head to the ground so they can't see what they're hitting. That's a good way to to either one, get your neck hurt, or two. Uh, get embarrassed because you take your eyes off what you're trying to hit and then, it, and then it moves and you miss it completely. It's happened to me because even though you're taught to see what you hit it's real easy to drop your head. I, I don't know why. I don't know why it's, it's just kind of an instinct. Um, but if you're always looking at what you hit we were taught to put our face mask on whatever it is we wanted to hit. Um, way back in the days of Pop Warner, JFL, we, we did drills where we stood on our knees and then we partnered up, the other guy was standing up and we would put our face mask on the football and then basically chop at the back of that guy's knees and we do it in slow motion so they wouldn't, you know, flock to the ground. But, you know, we were taught to basically lift them from their knees and that was a textbook tackle. Um, and then, you know, as we got older, that was what we were taught to do. Man, put your face mask on that ball. And ideally, and I think even the language of the NFL rule, would support this. If you're hitting people with your face mask, that's not considered helmet-to-helmet. You know, that's not considered leading with your head. It would probably still be considered helmet-to-helmet contact. You're not supposed to hit other people in the head. You know, get your head out in front and hit with your shoulder. You don't want to use your head as a battering ram. I mean, everybody knows the dangers of CTE and all this. I don't know why people are still doing that. There's there's no really no reason to hit someone with your helmet unless they're just totally square with you. And you can't I mean you never want to aim for that, but you want to get your head out in front. So you don't so they can't so you're not just arm tackling them. Hit them with your shoulder. Uh, and, and I've seen even some some coaches are teaching their kids to put your head behind the guy. That protects your neck. That, that may be the it may protect your neck I don't, I don't know the research on that but it's definitely going to make it harder to tackle people because then you're just hanging on with just your arms you don't have your your neck and your shoulders there but I guess it depends on uh, the emphasis you put on strengthening your neck and your and your weight routine The right. point of the story is folks don't hit people with the top of your helmet. It's not that hard It's just simply not that hard. Hit him with your shoulder. I'm, I'm an advocate personally, um, and this is, you know, an extreme. Obviously, I'm well aware of it, but it would be a, you know, a successful solution. I, I mean, I would guarantee it. Just take the helmets out of it. Tape your ears back like they do in rugby, or wear like soft headgear with just some soft pads to protect against impact with the ground and the problem solved. I mean there'd probably be a lot of concussions and head injuries in that first year or two, but after that I bet they would they would drop off significantly. And then if you if you lose the helmets, you can drop to significantly less pads at that point. I mean you might want to keep your you know your most guys don't even wear thigh pads and knee pads unless they're a running back but most receivers don't quarterbacks usually don't wear pads in their pants I don't think Um, yeah so you get rid of these shoulder pads and helmets there's nothing hard to really hurt people you're just bodies and I don't know I mean I I feel like that's probably a lot safer it certainly can't be any more dangerous I wouldn't think you know, let's be putting people in a suit of armor and, and telling them they're safe when, when they're not. Let's strip it down. It would be a lot faster, for sure. You know, and there's there's leagues out there that play like that. American sevens, I think what they call it, where they don't have any pads. Just full on contact, tackle football with no pads. There's, you know, semi-professional leagues out there that do that. A Sorry, traffic. I'll have to figure that out. Got cut off by a merger and then no one would let me back over uh, to get around him as he was merging on to the highway there. There we go. Anyway, helmets are dumb. Get rid of them. People will be safer. And quit complaining about the rules in the NFL unless you play in the NFL I say that knowing full well come regular season I'm going to complain about the rules as soon as they affect my team negatively um, but I have that in the back of my head and I know it's futile because I've done it in the past complained about the rules complained about refs getting rules wrong because they do it all the time Now take it back that's valid complaint if they get something wrong I'm complaining all I want because you know what refs get paid a lot of money to do what they do Especially the full-time ones. But even the ones that just do it on the weekends are still making a bunch of money to do that on the weekends. But, yeah, that's it. I mean, I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about proper tackling and how that rule is applied in the league and how it will be this year. It's going to be interesting, folks. Uh, Buckle up. It's going to be frustrating, I guarantee it. But they are trying to make it safer, which I think in the long run is a good thing. But we gotta, we've got to figure out a way to stop punishing people for playing aggressively. Because that's what all these safety rules are coming down to. You're getting punished for being too aggressive. Um, and, and that's half the fun. The speed and the aggressiveness of these guys is what makes the NFL so much fun. And they're and they're trying basically they're forcing them to slow down how they play on defense uh, without forcing the offense to slow down at all. And I guess it'll make for higher scoring games. Maybe that's what they want. Who knows? Welcome back this is Colton Moore and this is the and one more thing podcast I got I got another bone to pick we're sticking to sports normally we switch it up we just do the first session there on sports but we're going to stick with it today um and we're going to switch to baseball guys baseball has a problem um and baseball's problem is that it is terribly boring And actively so. Actively boring, believe it or not. Take, for instance, what happened last night. Cubs versus the Nationals. Bottom of the ninth. Nationals are winning three to nothing. Two outs. And Bodie comes up to the plate. I don't know the count. I don't know any of this. All I know is Bodie cracks a no-doubter. Hangs his bat up in the follow-through, sees it's gone, and does the smallest, the smallest little bat flip as he took off round to run the bases, celebrating the, uh, the ultimate slam, as they call it, because it, it gave them the lead. They had no points. If it gave them the lead by one run, uh, to win the game on a walk-off with two outs, and you know, as soon as the ball's hit, the catcher's just turns around and walks to the dugout. I think he's probably in the dugout before Bodie got to second base, and it was so exciting. That's what baseball could be. And then today, Bodie has to come out and apologize. For his bat flip. Because, oh, I meant no disrespect. I was just excited at doing something that awesome. Uh, I really didn't mean to disrespect anybody with that bat flip. Are you kidding me? Stinking Joey Bats will throw his bat 30 yards if I want not apologize. But here is uh, Bodie, a Bodie rookie. Oh, I just got it. No, man. Have some swagger. You don't got to apologize for that wasn't even a full flip get over it and that's the problem with baseball it can be exciting they need to celebrate the exciting parts and let people celebrate the exciting parts because there's few and far between right and i'm a Cubs fan so that's where my lens is coming from what lens i see baseball through they've got some exciting players on their team schwarber who gets second in the home run derby who can just crush it Body who's leading the league in exit velocity on his hits. Javi Baez, El Mago, you know, front runner for the National League MVP, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what the actual stats are. But he's in contention anyway, let's put it that way. That guy does magic tricks out there, whether he's sliding into the base, whether he's tagging somebody on a pickoff, whether he's, you know. Dive and stop on hard hit one hoppers through the infield. He flashes leather and a smile like nothing else. Man, just get up and give me a tiger fist pump when you do something like that. Be excited. Javi does that. But like, what's baseball's deal? Why don't they let people enjoy the sport? Especially the people that play it. And then we get on guys that celebrate too much. I don't. I don't understand. Baseball's uh, audience is getting older and older. They're not attracting as many young viewers, even though they're still attracting players. Uh, You know, there will never be a shortage of players, but there may be a shortage of audience Uh, in in the not so distant future, in the grand scheme of things. If they don't figure out how to embrace the exciting instead of trying to bury the exciting, right? I want to see more of these middle relievers come in for their inning and knock people out one, two, three on. Um 19, 12, 15 pitches and just, ah, fish pump. Carl Edwards Jr. will do that, you know, if he gets behind in the count or something, or so he gets the bases loaded on him and then he gets the out to get out of the inning. Man, he gets fired up. need to embrace that. We need to broadcast that. Sports are supposed to be fun. They just are. That's why, change the topic, but I had the segue earlier, the Tiger fist pump. That's the best thing to happen to golf since the stinking driver. <laughs> That's why everybody loves Tiger Woods, regardless of his personal life, you know, even you know the day after he's chased out of his house by his wife and her and a golf club because he was caught cheating people still rooted for Tiger They thought he was a despicable human being but they still wanted them to win and they still wanted to be relevant on the golf course all through these 10 years when he was miserable because he makes golf exciting he was a golfer that showed emotion you can tell when he's upset you can tell when he's excited and that's what this 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 good tiger that we've seen this last year has been. He's smiling on the golf course. You know, you get that fist pump when he sinks his birdie putt. Man, can you imagine if he'd have pulled out a win yesterday? The PGA Tournament? Ooh, man, but second's not too bad. Second's not too bad. That's why... I, the Ryder Cup is such a draw because fans can be obnoxious and rambunctious. Just that's what sports are supposed to be. I don't I don't know. You know, you got the golf clap. The, you're supposed to be quiet during tennis. I, I don't believe in sports where you have to be quiet. Right? You know, your average golfer who just goes out to golf for fun He's out there with the six-pack, so we can have some fun. Because inherently golf is boring, but you can make it exciting, and and golfers like Tiger Woods do that, and they don't even need the six-pack. I, if I'm gonna watch an event on TV, if I'm gonna spend in the case of golf Thursday to Sunday that tournament goes on I'm going to invest that much time into watching something it better look like people are enjoying it that's <laughs> I'm saying you know let's go for baseball why, why, what, why do I want to sit and watch three or more hours of zero run baseball or two to two baseball. You know, I'm I'm glad they juiced the balls. Home runs at least give you something to look forward to since the pitching's so good. That's why I love seeing these infielders make crazy plays. I love watching people steal bases. It's exciting. It's fun. We need more of that. And I think that's all I got on sports for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Obviously, pretty passionate about that. You gotta have fun. If you want me to watch you, you better be having fun too. Unless, of course, I'm rooting against you, then you can be as miserable as you want, because that makes rooting against you all that more fun. Um, I call that the uh, the Jay Cutler experience. All right, be back in a minute. Welcome back to the And One More Thing podcast. I'm Colton Moore, and these are my thoughts. I'm going to go into a little session of life advice for you folks here. And my advice to you is no matter your role in a relationship, um, whether that's in the workplace or just personal relationships, whether it's in your family or a significant other. Um, appreciate those around you um, for obvious reasons one of the one of the more obvious reasons is mainly because you you don't know how long they're going to be there um, this has hit me hard in the last uh, several weeks is my and my wife's grandparents are and have been obviously, but it's getting older. Um, 80s and 90s. And they just kind of are falling apart. You know, I got one grandpa in the hospital for having surgery, another one's in a walking boot because he's got sores on his feet from diabetes. And my wife's grandpa's in the hospital for his heart's giving out on him, and you know, so fortunately we were had the opportunity we got to see uh, all three of our remaining grandfathers Um, I've been blessed I have have a very large family Um, it's a split family I've got uh, both my parents are divorced and they're both remarried and then uh, both my parents Not my you know my stepmom had uh, divorced parents as well and so did my mom and so what that's one two three four that's six sets of grandparents and I'm down to out of those six sets of grandparents I've I've got uh, I had one grandma who never remarried but all, all my grandmothers are still alive so I've still got six grandmothers two Shirley's a Donna, a Sharon, a Dorothy, oh, and and I had a Grandma Jenny, Um, and and that's that's, the reason I couldn't remember her name, Um, and then, so then I had five grandfathers, uh, like I said, because the one grandmother didn't remarry. And I had two Jerry's. A Lyle. A Charlie. And a Junior. And I'm pretty sure, I really hope I'm not leaving anybody out. Um, But my math seems right in my head right now. So that's what I'm going with. Um, And, and, you know, and unfortunately, I lost... uh, My Grandpa Junior passed when I was young. I was six or seven years old, and I never really got to know him. Um, I remember him as being an intimidating, uh, dark-featured man. He was never mean. Uh, my sister, who's two years older than me, would sit right with him, but to me, he was intimidating, just because he was silent and uh, kind of no-nonsense and, and maybe, maybe a little gruff. I don't know. can't remember ever, I can't remember ever hearing him talk, let's put it that way, Uh, and then um, I lost my stepmom's dad, Jerry, uh, to lung cancer when I was in high school, Um, and then my mom's stepdad, Lyle, uh, when I was in college, like seven years ago. So I'm down to, to three grandpas, to two grandpas, because I've already lost three, sorry. And that's uh, my other grandpa, Jerry, and my grandpa, Charlie. Um, and I love those guys, they're funny, and uh, always been good to me, and I like to s- enjoy my time that I get to spend with them. And, and I'm cognizant of the time that I don't spend with them that I, that I could. And every time I see, every time I see see them, I'm like, man, I really need to get out here more often. Um, and you know, life happens, and I don't. And there's going to come a time that I'm going to regret that. Um, same thing with my uh, my wife. Uh, her parents are are not divorced, and, and their parents are not divorced. Or she just had the, the two sets of grandparents, um, and, and the one set have both passed. And the next set, they're, they're right there knocking on the door, and, and it's sad. So, that's kind of dark. I mean, it's not really a, a happy thought to have on a Monday afternoon to, to get you through your week, but uh, appreciate those in your family. It's Like I said, you never know how long you're going to have. And, and it's not always just your grandparents who get old and I mean, there's, I've got an uncle i never met, because he died uh, before I was born in a car wreck, uh, and he was just a young man, so, that kind of stuff, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things that can uh, lead to lost relationships, Uh, Outside of the the personal, uh, familial relationships, there's there's relationships in the workplace. Especially if you are um, an overseer of people, appreciate them. If you appreciate them and make that known, they will be happier. They will work harder. Um, They will stay longer you will have less turnover. Fact. Um. I sort of worked for a company. Three years ago now. Um. In three years. In less than three years. I was the only person. Left at that company. Um at least in that particular plan um, from when I was hired, when I was the new guy. Uh, that, so that's one, two, three people, four people that had either quit or got fired. Um, and then, out of the people that I worked with while I was there that came in after me, uh, there was two, you know, two other people that I worked with almost the whole time, largest time I was there, they both left or got fired. So that plant's had complete... Turnover twice in less than three years because they don't appreciate the people that work for them. Uh, You know they take that take advantage of their time, and it's you know it's an industry that requires a lot of time. In agriculture, you you go when you can go, weather permitting, and you know sun up to sundown. But when there's no work, there's no need to be at work. And when there is work, your employees deserve uh, the respect and enough respect to uh, know what the schedule is for the day and know when they're going to be able to go home. You know, they deserve to get paid on time. Well, these kinds of things. And there's, you know, there's a lot of places out there that just don't treat their employees. Uh, like people, even, they just think, well, you work for me, so I own you. And you'll do what I say. And, and people won't. They won't. And you'll lose a lot of good work. Because the good ones will stay longer than the rest, probably. Because they're loyal, some sense of duty. But they'll leave eventually. And they'll be stuck starting all over. So again, I'm secure you appreciate those around you because just like that they can be gone um, and you don't want to regret them being gone I mean you'll be upset about it if it's something you can't help it's a co-worker that decides to go work somewhere else or a family member that that passes or someone that, you know, a friend that just decides to move away, you'll regret, you know, you won't regret, but you'll be sad that you don't have that relationship anymore or there's distance there that separates you. You don't get the time to spend together. Um, but you won't regret not spending the time with them when you had the chance um, if you simply just appreciate them while they're there. All right, guys, we'll be back in a minute. It's the ever-elusive fourth segment of the And One More Thing podcast. I'm Colton Moore and I think this is the first time I've done a fourth segment. Uh, I've uh, had very pointed, decided things I wanted to say earlier today. Uh, they didn't take very long to get off my chest. And really, I'm not sure uh, where this section is going to go. Just thought I'd, uh, just kind of ramble a little bit and just see where it takes me. Um, this weekend, I uh, went uh, down to, sort of down to southern Illinois and saw, um, like a four or five year old boy just being driven around. an SUV without any kind of restraint system at all just just standing on the center console when they pull into the gas station Um, my wife was tempted to call the police and I don't know maybe we should have I said man there's just a small town he's gonna be all right like they probably just came down the road (laughs) that being said that's dumb people strap your kids in even if you're just going down the road the only time i ever let my boy ride in the car without being in his seat is i as if i am just backing out of the driveway and parking it on the side of the road or you know vice versa pulling from the side of the road up into that into the house um you know i'm fairly confident that there's and i take extra precautions to double check all my all my blind spots when i do that um because stu- stuff happens, folks. It just does. You never know. You just never know. A dog can run out in front of you. Uh, someone could be texting and just hit you going 30 mile an hour in town. You know, and 30's slow, but that would send a kid out of windshield, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it would send them to the windshield at the very least. If you're stopped and you get hit by someone going 30. i um, it's not, it's not well, you know what they say, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, and uh, that's not a stupid prize you wanna win. It's just not. Strap your kids in. Uh, they should be strapped in well enough if they you know if they're under a hundred pounds or whatever, they should be strapped in well enough that you could flip their seat upside down. And they won't fall out of it. I mean, that's if they're wearing, you know, if they're in a five-point seat. Anyway, uh, look, look up the laws first off, and then on top of that, just the recommendations for safe car seat safety. For Pete's sake, people, come on, do some research. Take 20 minutes and do a Google search, and to see if your kids are freaking safe in your car. Sorry, my wife will appreciate that I went off on that tangent. Um, I mean, I remember riding around the back of a pickup truck when I was a kid, and I've, you know, you get to a certain age to really have no problem with that. Junior high or whatever, and you're riding around in the back of your dad's pickup truck out in the country or something. It's fine. That's fun. That's. I don't. I mean, it all comes down to how much risk you want to take. Just telling stories, my grandma used to pull us around behind her car on a sled in the winter through town. That wasn't that long ago. I mean, I'm not that old, folks. Just, pardon me, thanks. We've erred too much on the side of safety. Um, but when it comes to my own kids, I, I'm glad. Um, I want them to be safe. But then the other part of me, well, not the other part of me, that same part of me that thinks we very too much on side safety says, just take warning labels off. People figure out. It's, it's like common sense we eat some people out of this place. Um, <laughs> we got too many people in this world. Just get rid of some dumb ones. Because there are some real dumb people out in that world, folks. And you know it just as well as I do. Obviously, not you fine people, you're not the dumb folks. But they're out there, they really are, and you know what, some of them are listening to, watching CNN, some of them are watching Fox News, these dumb people on all sides of the aisle, up, down, left, right, front, center, just, man, how, and I don't understand how they've survived this long. You know what I mean? Like, there's some stinking grown folks out there that are just dumb. So dumb. Most of them live in Florida, i found. You ever see these news headlines? Oh, my goodness. All right. Sorry, Florida. But it's kind of true, and you know it just as well as I do. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you know, they're not dumb. They're crazy. And, you know... And if they're not crazy, it's only because they're medicated. Otherwise, they would be crazy. There's a very select few just sane, normal people in this world that aren't dumb. And I'm blessed to be one of them. Most days. I've done some dumb stuff. But there is a difference between doing dumb stuff and being dumb. Um... You know, doing stuff, dumb stuff on occasion. At least when I do dumb stuff, I know it's dumb. Or immediately after I do it, I realize that was dumb. You know, what happened? Well, I was dumb, and then this happened. Yep, that's... Yeah. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. It's worth noting, though. Um Yeah, you know, and speaking of dumb people, there's a lot of there's In my my previous job, the one that I left because I was unappreciated I met I got the, the privilege, if you could call it that to me, a lot of truck drivers. You know, big rig, eighteen wheelers. Those guys. And uh There's some dumb ones, let me tell you. (laughs) And they're out there with your life in their hands driving down the highway, folks. (laughs) One wrong move and they turn you into a pancake. And that's scary. And I spend almost three hours on the highway every day. Every day. (laughs) It's scary. I'm not saying all truck drivers are dumb now don't try and pin that on me just saying a lot of them are but so far a lot of teachers I mean I covered this just like two minutes ago folks a lot of everybody's dumb most people are dumb in some way shape or form Uh, and uh and if you don't think they are guess what um you're dumb. You're one of them. That's just how it is. I'm not trying to start a fight. That's just, man, I'm observant. I try to be observant, rather. And I'm sure there's days people think I'm dumb. I hope not, but I'm sure there are. Like I said, I've been known to do a dumb thing or two. Ask my wife. Ask her about how I tried to throw a bottle rocket out of a garage, and then I i didn't and it just went up into the garage and then fell down and then blew up close to us yeah and then again with the same kind of bottle rocket or just before that rather a couple days earlier how i launched one off in the backyard and it went off about 10 feet from my dog and uh, now she hates fireworks and she never had a problem before but now when she hears fireworks she's terrified and she shakes and shivers and wants to be down in the basement and she scratched up my wall because we were out of town for the day, and apparently someone lit off fireworks in the neighborhood, and uh, so my doorway was all scratched up because she was trying to get into the basement, but the basement door was closed. Like I said, I've been known to do dumb things. Yeah. Sorry, Ember. Love that dog. She is obnoxious all the time but she's my baby yep yeah. dogs man I could do a top 5 dog list if you want I know we all like top 5 shows of breeds of dog I've got a mutt she's got some oodle in her and some lab and some golden and some all uh, I don't know what else She's great. She looks like a miniature Irish Wolfhound, who would be uh, like one, two, three. Probably number three on my top five dogs: Irish Wolfhound. Um, but five dogs I would like to own in my life, if I had the space and the money. Um, I'd really like a uh, Neapolitan Mastiff because they are super ugly, just these big wrinkly, slobbery dogs, um, the Rhodesian Ridgeback, that is like a, like a. Uh, I don't know if you know what a Rhodesian Ridgeback is, their hair grows the wrong way down their backs, and it comes up like a ridge, and they're from, they, they they were, they're from Africa, and they used them in teams, um, and they would hunt lions with them, the tribesmen in Africa would. You know, three or four dogs, and they chase the lions and get them surrounded, and then the person would come in with a spear or whatever, and they'd kill the lion. Uh, lion hunting dogs. They look like a boxer, but floppier ears and a longer tail, but they're built like a boxer. Yeah, they're cool dogs. Uh, three, the Irish wolfhound. Uh, I've got a miniature one in my in my uh, in my doodle mutt. Um, but I love that big one. I just big dogs are there's something about big dogs something you can just lay on, and especially if they're calm. Big dog. My dog is not big; she is 40 pounds, but she, but she thinks she's really small. I don't know. She's excited all the time, and she likes to jump, and it's obnoxious. And you know, we've worked on her ever since she was little to not do that, and she still does. And I don't know what to do otherwise, but that's what she does. Uh, number two. One two here. Um, number two. Uh, no. Going with what I, what I was thinking. A Siberian Husky. And, and I'm going to have a 2A and a 2B. Uh, because they're similar dogs. They're just different in size. Uh, throw in the Alaskan Malamute there with it. Um, the Malamutes are a lot. They're big dogs. Like I said, something about big dogs are, you know, like bears, basically. And that's what they're 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 for defense against polar bears they pull your sled in fight off polar bears against you to help you out um and the very husky is just a smaller version of that and this is made for better endurance pulling a sled cause they're lighter and you know they'll tower, and they've got all kinds of energy and they shed like nothing else and uh you know if I had the, the time and the space to let them run and and to, and to care from the way they need oh, they'd be great to have uh, I mean, number one dog I would like to have is a English bulldog. I just, man, they're just the, the smushed face and the just a, and the little bowed legs and the compact bodies. Especially if I get a miniature one. I got a buddy's got a miniature one. That's just the coolest dog, man. They're just cool, and and they're lazy. That's the best kind of dog i mean you got to get it out and get it an exercised so they don't get fat right what is with every dog but i just I mean, you know you got to take care of their folds and their creases but i just i can't imagine they i just love to have one just would anyway that's my top five list of dogs so you could try and beat it you'd be wrong but hey what do i know i'm just a guy talking to myself in my car Anyway, I think uh, I think that's probably going to wrap it up as far as content today goes, folks. Um, uh, like I say every day, I hope you're enjoying this. I saw uh, my episode number two got 10 whole viewers, 10 of them. Hot dog! I'll be I'll be trending number one in no time, folks. Um, if you enjoy, like I said, if you enjoy what you hear, um, favorite this. Um, Let me know. Like I said, I'd love some feedback. Um, I'm probably going to keep doing it. I enjoy it. Uh, It's a good way to pass the time on my ride home. And, like I said from the beginning, uh, hopefully I'll I'll, uh, I'll, uh, devote some time. I'll be able to devote some time, hopefully, um, to actually kind of maybe sketch some stuff out. And maybe this will move from, instead of my drive home, it'll be like a maybe I'll just here's what I'll plan on doing and this will change I'm sure but right now here's a good idea I mentioned before I'm probably going to change the name Uh, and so when I do that I'll probably come up with two names Uh, and one will be for my my daily drive home Um, and then the other I would maybe do a weekly uh, Saturday afternoon podcast that i would do on the weekends and that would be one that i could take some time um to either you know go re-go over the things i talked about over the week um you know discuss the happenings of the previous week uh, in more depth and in more detail with uh, the proper research um and and you know i've got some buddies who nobody's an expert that i know but uh That'd be the ultimate goal if things took off and people enjoyed this, and I got lots of listeners. You know, to get guests on and pull in some buddies to to comment or to debate. And yeah. I'm an arguer. I, I love to argue. I just do. Um, I mean, I argue any point. There's there's very few points that I that I can't make an argument for. As I've mentioned before, I'm just an open mind. I can I can see why... And I think it's easier for me than most to see why people think the way they do. And it even frustrates myself sometimes because I can't just... Um, I can't just agree with people a lot of times. I usually have to defend the opposite viewpoint. Um, and I know what's frustrating to my wife because I know she would would just say, Would you just... Take my side. Quit defending so and so. Like, well, I just, you know, I just want to be fair here, folks. <laughs> and, and so, you know, you'll hear me say, oh, to be fair, you know, they yada 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 yada. And some of that is because, like I said, people are dumb, and a lot of times they only they can only see their viewpoint, and they only repeat the viewpoints of the people they listen to, and they only listen to people that think like they do that's what that's a lot of what happens i try to take my information in from several different sources um i try to listen to the people i've met uh over the course of my life that uh, lean left and lean right and i've got them on both sides that lean far either way real far for that matter and uh i try and take all that in and i try and, and read the things that i read i try to read them from independent sources or trying to get both sides of things and and I'm not like I've mentioned before I'm not super knowledgeable on a lot of things and, and some of that's maybe why I'm good at seeing both sides because I I've not dug deep enough to be set one way or the other don't know how I got here um, but anyway yeah favorite me leave a comment voice message on there give me some suggestions throw out some topics ask me a question um, anything you want folks just keep it try and keep it PG PG PG-13 at the very at the very most folks you know family man here and uh, don't have a great rest of your day or night or whatever time it is wherever you are Uh, and I will talk to you all again tomorrow Uh, Again, I'm Colton Moore, and this was the End One More Thing Podcast. Peace.